So today is Social Services Sunday. And as we focus on this day, we are reminded of the words in Matthew. Even as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it for me. Jesus developed a strong relationship with his disciples through teaching, mentoring, healing the sick, and tending to the physical and emotional needs of hurting people. He showed us as a role model that we should follow. He showed sympathy, empathy. He ministered to their needs and won their confidence and improved their lives. The role of support agencies is to continue that model of caring for the vulnerable people in our society. And this has been happening in our city for over 100 years. There are a very large number of organisations, agencies and people who are committed to following Jesus' words of encouragement and his actions. And the need today is as great as it was in those earlier years. Sadly, there are still those who need our help. And as Pauline says, my knowledge comes of this from my time as CEO or City Mission at the Christchurch City Mission, a role I've held now for about three months. City Missions developed in the UK around 1826 when David Maith Smith founded the Glasgow City Mission to support the poor and struggling in that city. It was focused on spiritual and material needs of some very disadvantaged people. Its intention was founded on spiritual and um, material needs of some very disadvantaged people. And it was possibly developed on the verse in Luke, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. So the Christchurch City Mission commenced in Christchurch 90 years ago, although there were some earlier attempts, but they struggled and did not survive. And while again in the early days there was a focus on evangelism as well as support, the focus on evangelism was dropped to ensure that the services were unbiased and inclusive of all people in need. And the change reflects Jesus' practice, which was to unconditionally cure people who were not necessarily part of the mainstream Jewish population. Um, in the story of the daughter of the Canaanite woman who was healed in Matthew chapter 15. So the focus today is on human rights and dignity, equality, compassion, service without regard to religious affiliation or spiritual preference. The word Anglican has been dropped from our name, so it's no longer the Anglican City Mission. And this is to emphasise our support for everyone. And while we're still under the auspices of the Anglican Church under Anglican care, we aren't financially supported by the church. We're an independent organisation which needs to fund its own operations. The City Mission promotes social change and assists in personal, family and community problem solving. And it tries to empower clients to enhance their own well-being and while not all employees are Anglican or even have a faith 
background, they do follow our values. They follow Jesus' mission of service to help those who are hungry, thirsty and impoverished, to help the wounded and plan for their recovery to full health, as we saw in the parable of the Good Samaritan. There is a focus on social justice with a deep commitment to alleviate the needs of the poor and the vulnerable and provide an environment where people can reach their full potential. We aim to respect the dignity and worth of every person. As the Gospels of Matthew and Mark stress, we must treat everyone love with love. The second great commandment, to love thy neighbour as you would love yourself. And that is a very big challenge, but a huge opportunity when dealing with these clients. We must accept one another as Christ has accepted us. In serving these clients, we remember that in the eyes of God, all human beings, regardless of gender, social or citizenship status, were created in the image of God and were created equal. Proverbs 31 suggests that we have an obligation to advocate for those who cannot speak for themselves and for the rights of the destitute. Jesus taught us to take care of the vulnerable, the oppressed and displaced people. And we at the mission work to provide a positive relationship as we work with them and protect their human dignity. Jesus was in fact the ultimate social worker. He found housing for the poor, gave them free food, he healed the sick and reintroduced outcasts back into society. And this is exactly what we aim to do at the mission today, to help our clients navigate their way through the maze of life. From the beginning, the mission has supported people suffering from economic effect of what is happening at that time. Uh, World War II, the Great Depression of the 1930s, the ups and downs over time, the devastation on the lives of citizens as a result of the earthquakes in Christchurch and the recent pandemic. These tough times put the resources of the mission under pressure in terms of staffing, volunteers, food and money. You could think that not a lot has changed from those early days when the mission focused on food parcels, emergency accommodation. But on the one hand, that is correct, but now we're involved in much more and a much wider offering of support. Today we offer alcohol and other drug services for both youth and adults. We're involved in community development activities in association with local parishes and community trusts. We run social enterprises such as the op shop. We have sales on Trade Me. We do catering for individuals and for corporates. And we look into social housing, short-term housing and transitional housing. Today in Christchurch, we're blessed with a purpose-built building. We've got a large number of paid employees and a very large number of willing and committed volunteers and great support from the community, both citizens, corporates, individuals, local and central government. But the cost is immense. In 1929, the costs were 750 pounds a year. Cost today, are $9.5 million. 
So we need $9.5 million to cover these costs each year. That's $26,000 every single day of the year just to break even and just to continue doing what we're doing today. It's a huge challenge. But it would be even greater if we didn't have volunteers. We have over 200 volunteers giving 29,000 hours a year, and that's worth around $600,000 to us every year. I'll see if I can do this better than 8 o'clock. So um, the Mission Building is in Hereford Street. We're really lucky to have a, a, a very new building, but already we're starting to outgrow that building for the services that we're trying to provide. Um, we are a Christian social service agency and we will help anybody regardless of their circumstances. So here's some um, data. So we had 75,000 interactions with 10,000 clients last year. That's 75,000 times people came to either the Mission in Hereford Street or some of our outlying services. At the bottom you'll see we gave away 16,000 food passes to the value of 2.7 million. That's 30% up on last year and 40% increase in costs. And each person is only really allowed six food parcels a year. So that shows how many individual groups of people are coming. That 16,000 food parcels equates to 588,000 meals provided because 16,000 parcels times four meals times three meals a day times average of three people in a family. So that's a huge number of meals that we've provided over a year. And you can see the other things that we do, help people with addictions, people with budgeting advice, people coming to stay in either uh, emergency shelters for both men and women or our transitional housing. Um, and then we have day programs. People come to our day programs 10,000 times during um, the last 12 months. So our social services um, cover emergency accommodation. We do learning and development, so we try to give people the skills to reintegrate back into society. We have the food bank. We have the day programs where they can come on site and we do um, activities for them, do financial mentoring, transitional housing. The community connectors are out in the community, connecting the people with agencies that can help them, and we also have social workers. Um, so the food bank is one of our... First ways of discovering people who are in need. It's not the only way, but if a person comes to us a food, to the food bank, first time we'll give them food, second time they come, then we, we get some details. We find out, is this short term, is it long term? What can we do to help you? Can we put you through to some other agencies or some other parts of the mission? Um, the day programs, this is a picture of the celebration that we had for Matariki with the women's um, day program and the women did all of that decoration during the week that was part of their craft activities for the week they're very proud of what they've done and then we had a dinner uh, that night and we did a similar sort of program for the men's day program as well the next night oh dear this is what happened before um, alcohol and drug and other services I mean we've got Thorpe House which is an in-house detox unit we have community withdrawal programs Waini Huayora is uh, group sessions that we held on site every day. We've got, we do it for adults, we do it for youth. We're in partnership with Odyssey Health. We do women's aftercare. 
We have a community health nurse who's on site, and then we've got Elm Tree Lodge, which is when people have been through a detox program, they can go and live at Elm Tree Lodge for three to six months and be mentored and reintegrate them back into society. We have the community development, Manuka Cottages in Addington, then we've got one in Hornby, Sydenham, Wollstone. Um, we've got the men's shed, the gardens. We also do stuff with parishes, Seasons for Growth, which is a grief counselling programme, foot clinics, and then we have partnerships with community workers. And then the social enterprise, which is the op shop. Thrive Curate is, um, op shops go under the name of Thrive now, not City Mission. So don't think that the City Mission doesn't have op shops, they do, but it goes under a different branding. Um, Thrive Curate is our trade me for better or retro clothing. Trade Me, we also put um, furniture or household things. We put that on Trade Me where you can get a better price than you would in the op shop. And then we do catering. So we did a breakfast for 100 people the other day. We do um, lunches for corporates. We'll do individual um, catering. I've got a New Zealand Post let us use their commercial kitchen out by the airport for basically no cost. And so we just have to provide the people and the volunteers to make the food. And that's the op shop in Sydenham. And then our volunteers, as I said, they're a very important part of what we do. We just could not do what we are doing without the volunteers. Then our sponsors, we have corporate sponsors. And this was Bailey's Plate Up for a Purpose, which was like a, um, it, was, it was a meal. And, and businesses had to get support for one did the entree, one did the main course, one did the dessert. And then they had to be sponsored. And we got 155000 for that. And that's our back-to-school program where we uh, give parents either uniforms or shoes or pay for stationery so that children can go back to school feeling like they are the same as everybody else. And that puts them in a better situation for learning. And then our new build, which is what we're working on at the moment. We've got two new buildings being built. The front one. Um, the front piece of that is a cafe, so we're going to open a cafe. We'll use it as training for um, some of our clients to learn how to be a barista, learn how to work in a shop, um, but we'll also use it to make money for the mission. And then behind it is a new transitional housing facility, three floors, 15 people in that building, five on each floor. They're going to live in a flatting situation. We're going to teach them how to live together. How to, how to cook, how to wash, how to um, shop at the supermarket, how to live together in a community so that they can, after three months, we can integrate them back out into society and that hopefully they will be self-sufficient and they won't need our services again. And then behind that, there'll be an op shop and what's being called now a self-service food bank. Um, we were calling it a social supermarket, but we don't want to take away from the supermarket name because it's not for the public. It's for our clients. And so instead of being given a food bank parcel, they'll be allowed to go with a voucher and they can choose what they want to put in their parcel that they come to get. So it gives them a bit of dignity and they can choose what they want. Oops. Well, that's basically it. Um, so just finally, I just want to say um, I'm personally impressed by the welcome that the staff give to the clients, the passion that they show for their work and the work that they're doing and for the quality of their training and their experience and their enthusiasm for helping 
those seeking our support and our love. It was really easy for me to say yes after I was while I was doing that interim role to do it for longer because I can see their passion and all that they put into their work and I want to help them achieve their goals and I'm able to utilise the skills that I've learned over the last 50 years in business um, to help them do what they're doing. And I want to thank those of you in this parish for the support that you give by volunteering, by collecting bread from New World every day, for the groceries that you bring in every week, for the money that you send in as donations, because without that support, the displaced and poor in our city would suffer more. So let us all respond to the human need by loving service and challenge the unjust structures in society and pursue peace and reconciliation. So as I finish this talk, I would ask that you might pray for funds to cover our costs, for our volunteers that they know that we value their contribution, for the staff that they have the strength and the capacity to love and support those that they care for, for the clients, the most vulnerable in society, that they all find purpose and meaning in life and that they will allow and welcome our desire to support them. For the builders working on the buildings, that they may be safe and not disrupted by COVID. For the management team, for the Divisional Committee for Anglican Care and the Diocese, who support us in many ways. And that the Holy Spirit may guide all those involved in or associated with the mission as they do God's work here on earth. Thank you.